says it's recording. So welcome back, everyone, to a new episode, finally, of Caffeine and High Hopes. We're doing things over Zoom this week, so hopefully the sound works out all right and you can hear us. Uh, thank you all for your patience. I'm just going to go through the quick intro. Hope everyone is healthy and taking proper precautions. Um, I'm just going to figure out how to mute. Actually, Brendan, can, do you know how to mute yourself while I talk? Did you, did you mute yourself? We're getting some feedback already. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're muted. Okay, anyways, thank you all for the patience. We've been trying to figure out how to keep episodes going with social distancing and all that good stuff. So make sure if you've listened to rate and review, subscribe, let's build this community up because we are all stuck at home and need things to listen to. Um, this week, I'm very excited. So you've heard him before because he is the voice of the intro song for Caffeine and High Hopes. Someone that I've known for a very long time, I think like probably 20 some years now, which is insane. He's a singer songwriter, be extraordinaire, agricultural supporter, and the only person I know who can't stop smiling. And he's also a new dad. So welcome, Brendan Dixon, a.k.a. The Honey Cowboy. Hey, Danny. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being my guinea pig with this. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it works out for everybody. Um, okay, so before we start, tell us a bit about yourself. How old are you? Where do you live? What do you do? All that good stuff. I'll mute myself here. Well, I'm uh, Brendan Dixon, also known as the Honey Cowboy. Uh, I live on a farm outside of Grimshaw, and I'm a beekeeper by profession. <laughs> um, that's my job. I'm uh, enthusiastic about life and music and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. That, that pretty much sums it all up. Um, okay, so you're known as the Honey Cowboy, so why don't we tell everyone who doesn't know um, how that all came about, how that started, um, and kind of where the name and everything came from. Well, I suppose I started writing songs when I was maybe junior high, before, before I could even play a guitar, and then... As I learned guitar in high school, <clears throat> I would start. I started playing out a little bit more. Played at the high school talent show with all my good buddies. We had a little band in high school, and then after after that, I started playing a couple open mics on my own. And I didn't really have a name or a persona at that point, but my job description on Facebook was Honey Cowboy beekeeper so I thought that was a fitting persona and it kind of all fell together pretty easily being a beekeeper and a musician yeah I would say like you kind of you nailed it on the head there with the name choice and everything um 
So when you started doing like your own little uh, open mics and stuff like that, did you kind of see this as like just a hobby or something that you wanted to pursue a little bit more? Like did once you had a persona and name, like did it help further things a little bit? Um, yeah, there are certain points that where I uh, wanted to pursue it a little further, but never really did push it too hard. always have a lot of other things going on in my life. I have a lot of, a lot of hobbies and a lot of passions. So I think if I was to pursue it fully, I, I would have to drop a lot of other things out of my life. So never really did. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, what made you though decide like, but before you had everything, like before you had the honey cowboy name and stuff like that, like what made you decide to be like, I'm going to make music and go to open mics and all that. Like, were you, that was something you always wanted to do or was it just something that kind of came about once you got more into music? Well, uh, just playing tar a lot at home and just playing a ton at home. Eventually, you uh, want to get out and sort of share what you've been doing at home. And with music, it's quite easy thing to do with open mics and stuff. So just kind of spend spend the time at home learning, and then it's nice to get out and take it to the next step, which is playing in public. And then were you ever nervous carry on. about that though? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely a few uh, nerves the first few times. And even now, anytime if I'm playing a new song or unfamiliar song, I get a little nervous. Not not so much anymore, but I remember I I would I sang karaoke before I played open mics. So that kind of broke the ice for me. Yeah, that's true. I, I've kind of forgot about the karaoke stuff. I mean, you still do that quite a bit, uh, which is good. Probably keeps it a little more light for you. Um, okay, so now that we kind of got a backstory and everything going, which is great, like I totally remember the talent show in high school and managing your t-shirts and all that good stuff. <laughs> um how because your lyrics are pretty fun and interesting and different so like for people who haven't heard your music can you kind of give us an idea of like I don't know like how, what you would call your music kind of thing like where it fits and then like how do you come up with everything like where where do you get your inspiration for these songs um yeah it's it's always very difficult to describe where where the music fits into like the genre or it's kind of I always ask people what they think when they listen after they listen to it and try to get a better idea. But the last person I asked they thought maybe sort of all country or it, there's definitely influences from a lot of different genres. And I, uh, I, you just have to listen and then decide for yourself what, what <laughs> category you want to play. But. Like, 
it de- well, I guess it depends on the songs. Like, I feel like some of them, yeah, they have like a country influence. Some of them are kind of folky, but then you have some that are like totally different in like a good way. Like, I'm thinking of um, like the wrestler one there. And like, it's really upbeat stuff. But then you also have some that are, I don't know, like it is kind of its own genre, but it feels like you've pulled from so many different ones which I think makes it interesting and easier to listen to but like when it comes to making your songs and stuff like are you writing most about personal experiences are you just pulling ideas out of a hat like what are you doing there yeah with the song idea definitely um the ideas sort of come along throughout as I go about my life if I'm working or working or driving or whatever, then the ideas will come to me and and maybe I'll come up with a few lyrics right away, but maybe I'll just put it, the idea away and when I am playing guitar or writing, then I can bring those ideas out and flesh them out a bit. <clears throat> Well, yeah, because it seems like a lot of them have, like, a personal tone to them. And then, like, some of them are kind of, like, funny, but very relatable. So that's where it's kind of neat to listen to because a lot of people, like, it's almost like an exaggerated version of just, like, real life stuff, it seems like, which is fun. And I think people people can relate to it and enjoy it. Yeah, that's kind of a lot of it. A lot of it is that based on real life, like maybe not my real life or it's a lot of it is fiction. Not a whole lot of it is, is very accurate, <clears throat> but I, I would like, definitely like to make it seem uh, authentic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Like, I feel like even if it's not something that you have, um, like gone through exactly but it's something that I think a lot of people have or could or think about and be like oh yeah like I've thought of that or whatever like it's it's pretty good in regards to that way um okay what is what's your favorite song that you've written or do you have a favorite one that you've written uh usually the favorite one is always the last one that I've written they it's kind of the most exciting when you have a new song and you play it, play it a whole bunch and then you get another new song and that always surpasses the previous one as the favorite pretty well. So what was the last so one? So my favorite song right now. Um, well, I can't, it's a secret. <laughs> We're not allowed to know yet. Oh yeah, I forgot you're working on a whole new CD. Uh, yeah, I, I recorded a new EP. So those, those songs are my favorite ones right now. Okay, okay. So, okay, well then let's spin the question then off of your last, like, CD or whatever you want to call it, album. What was your favorite one off of it? Uh, probably... If I had to choose, I would say Rope Ladder would be my favorite off that one. Yeah. I still like to play that one quite a bit. Yeah, 
that was fun. fun yeah oh my god we're we're experiencing a delay here hopefully we caught that last little bit um yeah rope ladder is good i really like that one um i don't know there's so many it feels like well i think i still have your cd in my truck actually from your first batch that you gave out <laughs> and like it's they're just they're all good um okay so now i kind of want to dive into like the creative process of it all so take us through like how do how do the songs come alive how do you sit down write them um come up with the music that's going to go with it record them give us kind of like the nitty-gritty details yeah a lot of it well like i was saying now come up with an idea while i'm working or whatever a lot of like it's good enough or it's a good start to have an idea in mind but then also kind of like kind of require motivation to really see the song through so like a lot of the songs were fueled by sort of angst i would say majority of them from different sources being a younger when I was a younger man my life was a lot more disorganized <laughs> so that provided a lot of fuel for uh for songwriting nowadays I I don't have a lot of angst in my life so I I have to look for further sources uh to find to get the motivation to write songs so to be clear, we're not old and boring yet. <laughs> we're not even quite 30. We're just more organized, that's all. Yes, things are a little different now. Um, okay, continue. And yeah, so as a, when, when you have the proper motivation, it's not too hard to get a song uh, completed. It takes a bit. <clears throat> it's mostly... It's hard to say where the ideas come from, but <clears throat> you just take them as they come and and some days you get lucky and some days you don't. Do you find like you have some sounds and tunes and stuff um, before the lyrics or like what comes first? Like, do you have the music kind of ready and a sound that you want to go with or do you write something first and then add the music to it? Like, how does that work? Uh, it definitely goes both ways. Sometimes I'll have a musical part and then try to come up with words for it. Sometimes I'll have words and come up with music for it. Sometimes I'll it'll be a couple of different musical parts and a couple of different songs lyrically and mash them all together. It it really can happen in a lot of different ways. Okay. And then so then once you kind of have it all pieced together, like you you don't record everything right at home, do you? Or do you go somewhere to do like a clean copy of it uh yeah so far what i've done is once i have a decent collection of songs that i want to record then i book some time in the studio and i've gone to a couple different studios to do my recordings and <clears throat> with a couple different people it's nice to have somebody a little different each time and i 
everybody does things so differently. It's cool, and it always turns out a lot different. So, do they? Yeah. Like, do you, do they do any of the musical portions of it, or it's just solely you, and you just like bring your ideas to them, or will they like help you add in things or move things around or anything like that? Well, really, you can find what, um, depending on what your budget is, or <clears throat> you can get whatever you can hire a whole studio band really if you wanted. And I did do one recording with uh, basically a studio band, and then I, the last couple, it was just me and the producer engineers, and they would play some instruments, and I would play some instruments, and I like it that way a little better with the playing more instruments on the albums I feel is makes it a little more special for me oh, yeah. if I was in a band then <clears throat> then it would be great to have the the band do do everything but if it just as a solo artist it's nice to do as much of it as I can well, that's fair because it makes it a little more personal and then it's like you're it's your own thing like it's not like you're just passing it off kind of thing um do you like are you just doing guitar or are you incorporating like the keyboard and stuff as well or do you kind of switch back and forth or what's what's your scope yeah there? well if we go from the most recent recording that i that the ep that i'll be putting out soon um yeah we did well it's all based around the acoustic guitar and the vocals and then added in some drums and bass and keyboards i played drums on one of the tracks i was gonna say since when did you start playing drums <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i've ever I only, seen you i i can only play one uh one rhythm on drums so i only recorded drums on one song <laughs> just stick to the one rhythm keep that for like all the songs and then just play around with everything <laughs> else <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah, that's, that's cool <laughs> you're like a one-man band you just do everything um did you ever this i mean we probably should have went over this before we started but like did you take lessons for any of it or is this all self-taught Uh, I took piano lessons when I was in elementary school. Was it with Janet then, Regal? Yeah, yeah. I did too. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> How far did you get? Uh, I did my grade one exam. And then oh, and I don't know. I think I continued it a little bit. And then I got into 4-H and then that just took over. And I just didn't, didn't keep up yeah, with it. Yeah, that's the same. I didn't play piano from about grade six till high school. And then I started playing a little again, uh, playing a little bit again. <clears throat> Gave you more of an edge. But yeah, I never took <laughs> guitar lessons or singing lessons or just YouTube as good as any. That's crazy. I guess, Hayes, so many people are finding so many things on YouTube um, and just doing it that way, which is fine. Okay, that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, we kind of talked. My next question was, uh, what's your favorite part when it comes to making music? And I guess we kind of talked about that, but was there any more that you wanted to add to it? Well, 
my favorite part probably is the songwriting and like having a songs completed but then there is also quite a uh exhilarating feeling you get from playing for a bunch of people like having a good show what has been your favorite like place that you've played at or done so far um i don't know i've had a a few good experiences over the years but most recently i played at the zoo in grimshaw for the first time and that was that was quite a special evening that would be a good crowd just because everyone would know you so well so i feel like the energy was probably pretty good and high just in general yeah that's the thing everybody it was after the husky game so everybody came out of the beer gardens and into the zoo and <laughs> which and they that's, seemed to yeah. know some of my songs so that's pretty cool see and that would be okay that was going to be kind of my next lead in was like how does it feel when people are like singing along to your songs as you're performing them like that's got to be pretty freaking cool <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cool um you're so humble <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, though. I don't know. Um, no, that would be the perfect <laughs> place for it because everyone would be so ready for it, and especially after a hockey game, like they want entertainment. So, <laughs> oh, we're hold yeah. on. <laughs> um, okay. So I know you didn't want to get into too much personal stuff. But I kind of want to touch base on <laughs> your new dad life. Like, how have things changed since baby Liv came into the picture? Like, has it, has it like, affected your creativity? Has it made you want to be more creative? Or, like, do you feel like you do a lot of musical stuff with her and things like that? Well, um. I think the biggest thing is with when in terms of music I guess it's I've been doing a lot of lot more singing and less guitar playing like I do I sing to her most of the time probably more than I talk to her so it's been great for my for my vocal skills for sure being a dad <clears throat> and yeah, it's just really nice having a baby around. <laughs> you make it sound like it's just, yeah, no, it's really good. It's really easy. Do a lot of singing, a lot of hanging out. <laughs> Don't just gloss over the sleepless nights and shit explosions every other day, but that's okay. This is good. <laughs> oh, <those aren't> that <laughs> This is true. You kind of forget about it as you get going. Like even even now, like I hardly remember those days, which is kind of sad, but also good because they were very tiresome and long, but they were also very nice and rewarding. So that's good. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, are you, do you think when she gets older, like are you going to try and like 
get her in piano lessons and do things like that like kind of keep the keep the musical strand going well yeah I, I really hope that she's interested in music i can't i can't force her to or anything but oh, yeah. i'll definitely give her all the necessary instruments if she wants to learn any of them just lay it out <laughs> and and see if she takes it yeah, be, I really would like it if she would uh, maybe she could let me be in her band. Yes, you guys That's could be job. you guys could be like a father daughter band or something cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, have a couple more kids and then get a real family band going together. Going on. Oh, is that the plan? Does Heather know this? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But you never know. Anything can happen. That's true. That's true. Give it a couple years and we'll see. Maybe we'll see you guys touring around as like a family band. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it would be very convenient because it would be a mix of my, I only have a certain amount of time to spend with family and a certain amount of time to spend making music and if I can combine the two that's really efficient use of my time really though that's like two birds with one stone so you could be like number one dad plus getting to like enjoy making music and doing all that that's fun um okay do you want to do you want to kind of switch gears and talk about the bees like should we get do a little segment of that and just like let people know like what is it that you guys do and like what your role is and stuff cuz i think it's pretty interesting yeah. um and i don't think do yeah like cuz i don't think a lot of people know i'm a ton about the ins and outs of it so you can kind of give us a little background of it all and how it ties in with you being the honey cowboy Yeah, well, we have a commercial honey operation here. It's me and my brother and my dad, uh, the owners, I guess. And we have, well, we usually have about 4,000 hives. We have a few less this year because of the, all the bees got the coronavirus, but, oh no, they got the grow mite. We got the road lights, but but uh, yeah, so we just basically just make honey, have bees all around the neighborhood. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay, well, give okay, give us some details then of like, so how, like where do you put them um you know how do you how do you extract the honey like what does that look like and kind of just give us the ins and out of it like i know because like right now i mean there's bees everywhere here (laughs) just because you guys have been moving them (laughs) stuff but uh like how how does that look because i think a lot of people don't understand like how early you guys do take them out and like what it looks like when you go in to actually get the honey. Right. Yeah. Well, we keep them uh, mostly just around your house. Um, no, 
We keep them everywhere. Uh, lots of people offer to have them on their land, or if we see a nice spot, then we'll ask uh, the owner if if it's cool to put the bees there. And so, yeah, we do bring them out at beginning of April. They start to get pretty tired of being inside. We winter them inside so get out in the fresh air and they can fly around and even so on. When you keep them, when you keep them inside, like, cause you, obviously you're just keeping them in the shop that's here, but like, are they still in like their little, I don't even know what they're called, the container things that they're in? Yeah, they're, they're, they're brood, their box, uh, brood chamber. Yeah, they, they stay in there. They might crawl a little around the entrance, but they don't fly around in the building or anything. It's, it's dark and, and cool in there and they're basically hibernating. It's not, hibernating like a mammal because they're insects i i don't know the exact <laughs> okay that's okay so then what um once they're out like in their like when you guys have found spots to put them and they're in their boxes and stuff um how do you how do you get the honey out of there like you just scrape it out and take it home and process it or what well when once they start really making honey in the end of june you'll put bunch of boxes on top with the like probably most people have seen the frames like honey with the honeycomb on it and so the bees will fill that up with honey and we go take those boxes off put on empty ones and take all bring all those boxes into the shop where we have a an extracting line and basically the honey on the beak on the comb is a uh, all covered in cappings because that's how the bees store. So we have one machine cuts the cappings off and all the honey drips out and then put it through a spinner to get the rest of the honey out. Spin it around real fast till the frame has no honey left on it. And then the honey wax mixture goes through a wax separator and then the honey goes into the tank and then put the and the tank goes into a barrel and then goes into the back of a truck and off down the highway. That's awesome. I didn't realize there was that much to it. This is how I need to come out one day and see how everything goes. How, and then how do you guys distribute it? Like, because you don't do like the farmer's market or anything. So it's just private sales, right? Uh, yeah, most, Almost all of our honey we sell in drums, in 45-gallon drums. To There's a co-op of beekeepers in Alberta and Saskatchewan and Manitoba. The, well, there's they're different. There are two different co-ops, but together they they uh, run the Bee Maid that you see in the stores. So they sell the retail, do all that marketing for us, so that makes it a lot easier. And then. Oh, nice. We also will sell a few, sell a bit of honey to different brokers as well. <clears throat> okay, cool. So yeah, we, we do have a few pails for rent honey and for neighbors and and family and friends. And so say someone, yeah, I mean, I love your guys' honey. <laughs> um, if someone wanted to buy some that they knew that came directly from you guys, where would they go to get it? 
Um, <clears throat> well, how many people listen to this podcast? <laughs> I hope a lot. I don't know. Usually, <laughs> usually it's around like two to three hundred. Seems like. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. That's that's a start. Well, we do a little bit of farm gate sales from the from home here, but there's good ch there's I don't know what the odds are, but there's a good chance there's a little bit of our honey in in any bee made products gotcha. that you get okay. at the store. Okay, that was what I was wondering. That was... <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's good. Um, yeah, like it, it is really interesting. Like I think it's something not a lot of people know a ton about and then i mean i've i've known you guys have done this for years but i never really knew like the ins and outs of it so it's kind of kind of cool to hear and see because i mean you you see the honey and you're like oh okay right on but then you don't really understand like what goes into it to get it so that's just i think is interesting hopefully everyone else does too but um, okay, <laughs> we're going to go back now into the music side of things. So what advice would you have for someone that wants to pursue music? What would be the one thing you would tell them in order for them to like be successful and enjoy it? Um, I would say that it's important to... Uh, blaze blaze your own trail like there's certain templates out there basically like people follow to try to make it in the music business but they sort of all end up being the same i think what's most important more than following the right path is to have like the motivation and the desire and the to really uh get like hundred no I don't know I've, I've never actually done it but from observing <laughs> yeah well, it no, seems I'm... like the best way to do is to blaze your own trail like do what you want to do and make the music that you are most passionate about and then like just work so hard at it like that's what that's if you work hard enough and like you spend enough time at it then you'll then you can do it Oh yeah, for sure. And I think like, I think that's totally on par with like what you have done. Um, because like your, yours doesn't sound like anything else. And I think that's why people are so like attracted to it and like listening to your stuff because it doesn't, it has its, its own, like to me, it's its own kind of genre a little bit. So I think that's awesome. And if someone else like, cause I mean, you hear it all the time on the radio with stuff, like everything sounds the same nowadays. So it's kind of nice when you have something that's different and out there a little bit and you're like, Oh, okay. Like I can get behind this and it's catchier and stuff like that. I think, I think it's pretty sound advice. I mean, I'm not a music expert, but <laughs> now, now I kind of want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely, uh, a lot of music gets made just to be on the radio, and it really is real shame. Yeah, I yeah, think. and that's you can see that. Like, there's some good music on the radio, but 
when it's made just for the purpose of being there, it, it sort of loses its its magic. Yeah, and I mean, even it's in because you have a totally different ear for music. Like I know music that you like to listen to and music that I like to listen to are different. <laughs> I'm thinking back when we went yeah. to Montreal there and you had a meltdown about the playlist we had on because it wasn't ones that you liked. But I think that gives you a bit of an edge as well because you're not listening to top 40 hits. And then like, I think the people who enjoy that kind of music and listen to that, that's the kind of music that they will make. Whereas you listen to different stuff. And I think that comes across in your own music because it's, it's so different than what's out there typically. Yeah. Even I've noticed sometimes the, like even the big number one hits like that make it through like I don't know what what the magic or what what makes a hit but sometimes they can be quite different from anything like somebody that I used to know or or like Royals by Ward like those really came out of left field I I from what I can tell so like even in the top 40 you can get some original stuff oh yeah for sure and and i think those are like we need that every now and then like you need to have like those different ones coming out and kind of catching people's interests and stuff just to keep things fresh um would you like is that a goal of yours to get something on the radio uh no my i'm not on that I wouldn't want to be on the commercial radio, but like my goal for my EP coming out is to get on the the university campus radios, like community radio stations. That's that's my goal for radio, as far as radio goes. That'd be cool, though. You like? I think you could do it. Are you like you're just releasing this EP? Like, is there gonna be any more after that, or like, what's the plans there? Um. Well, I'll release this EP and then take it from. Like, I don't have any. I don't have any other songs to record right now, so I can't really make any more <laughs> oh. recordings for a little while. Okay. Um, no, that's good. Uh, I'm excited. Like, I can't wait to hear it. Is it, it, does it kind of follow suit with your previous music or is it something completely different? Can you tell us that much at least? I think it might be a little more upbeat than the last recording anyways. It's, yeah, it's a higher tempo for sure. Okay. Okay. That's fun. You can work with that. (laughs) um okay well you kind of already answered this i like to end off um like i kind of like to wrap up with asking people like what their high hopes are for themselves and stuff but you kind of kind of already answered that with saying like you want to get on to like the college university radios there and stuff is there anything else um like music related that you're hoping to do in the next little bit well, really, my really my career plan for music 
I wouldn't call it a career plan. Well, I don't know what you call it, but I my plans for music are every once in a while, put out a new album, make some music, and then hopefully play some festivals in the summertime, play a few shows here and there. Do you have any Even, like specific festivals that you really want to get onto with? Not, well, anyone in Alberta, I'm a pretty big fan of all of them. So there, there isn't one that I wouldn't want to play at, I don't think. That's fair. That's good. There, Yeah, it would be cool, though, like, even if you could get on at, like, North Country Fair or something or, like, one that, you know, a lot of people from around here go to. Yeah, that's the thing. I've been a, a, a audience member <clears throat> so many times. It'd be nice to switch on, it around a little bit. Be on the other side of things. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, well, I think, yeah, you'll do it. Once everything, once the world calms down and festivals open back up, <laughs> get, get going. Yeah, they're all canceled this. God, hey. Um, okay. And then the last question, because it's called caffeine and high hopes. How do you like your coffee? What kind of coffee is your favorite? Well, I usually make a pour over coffee in the morning. I get my coffee from Grizzlar Coffee and Records in Edmonton. Shame coffee roaster slash record uh, uh, record label. Oh, so they, they make pretty cool coffee. <laughs> should we um, should we share the story of the one time? with the Starbucks incidents where I got roped into uh, paying for your guys' coffee or because <laughs> 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 to me, as soon as I like looked at this question, I was like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I kind of figured I already knew the answer, but I knew you would be like <laughs> a local supporter of some kind of coffee and do it in some hipsterish kind of way. Um, but yeah, there was an incident when was that was it la it was last fall i think it was um we were all traveling down for fed's wedding i think i don't know yeah 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 so and you yeah you're being very generous and you bought us some coffees <laughs> actually to tell the real story um Nope, nope, I wasn't. <laughs> you guys are getting coffees. And uh, I came back. I think I got snacks for us or something. And we went to go leave. And all of a sudden, I get pulled over to the Starbucks and being told that you two hadn't paid for your coffees yet. And you told the barista that I was coming back to pay for them. <laughs> so I got roped into paying for $10 coffees for each of you. <laughs> and I didn't even get one. <sighs> God, that's okay. Hey, you guys, you guys are lucky that we're friends. Okay, cool. Well, as I'm pretty much done, um, if there's anything else you want to add or talk about, for sure, definitely plug all your info. Like, tell everyone where they can listen to their, your music that you have out. Where can they find you? You recently got 
back on Instagram, which I think is huge. So tell us, tell us all those details. Well, my music is on iTunes and all the online iTunes, Spotify, the online places and Bandcamp. It's also on there. There's an extra recording on that one. Okay. And it's just, and, it just search the honey cowboy. Yeah. I just searched the honey cowboy and as far as finding me, uh, definitely it's probably not necessary. And well, just so that people can know, like if you have, I mean, obviously not right now, but like if you have a gig or somewhere that you're playing, like how can they find out about it? Like, is that something you're going to post yeah. on Instagram or what? No, probably not. I think, I think I'm going to delete my Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> you were on there for like five minutes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I realized that I was like not having it more than having it. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a matter. Okay. Word of mouth. That's how the old fashioned way. Just how you hipsters like it. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna mute you for a second uh not because, not because I don't like what you're saying but just because I'm gonna go into a little bit of a here. um okay I think I did it yep okay so thank you so just to wrap up um you can find your stuff on Spotify iTunes Bandcamp just search the honey cowboy you can listen to his stuff there if you want to see him playing somewhere, which probably won't happen until next year when this COVID mess calms down, um, you'll just have to talk to someone who might know. <laughs> or if I find out, um, or the venue or whatever, I can always share it on my social media because, I mean, I'm way more into it than he is. So, <laughs> um, okay. So thank you all for listening. Hopefully this sounded all right. I'm going to check everything here once we're done. Make sure that you've liked, subscribed, rated, and reviewed. It takes literally two seconds. There is no excuses. You guys are honestly just sitting in your house. And uh, you can follow on Instagram and Facebook at Caffeine and High Hopes. And yeah, thanks for all tuning in. And uh, I'll, I'll unmute you here, Brendan. <laughs> you want to say a quick goodbye and i'll um don't go anywhere right. i'll i'll stop the recording here in a little bit and then we can chat and then i'll let you go okay well thanks a lot for having me on your podcast it's been it's been a real good time yeah no and i hope good. all the podcast listeners have a nice time listening to it i know i always listen to your podcast on one and a half times speed so your voice sounds a little different today talking to you at normal speed, but. <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> then I can listen to more episodes in shorter span. Oh, okay. Well, I'm flattered then. You just want to, you just want to get that content in oh, so much quicker. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah no i mean hopefully this turns out um if it doesn't we'll just have to re-record again sometime but yeah i wanted you yeah. you were, you were on my list of people um 
we know we both know Eric was too, but he kind of bitched out last minute. So (laughs) (laughs) he missed his opportunity. So this is good. I'm excited. I hope people got something out of it and yeah, I appreciate you coming on and we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. So thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if you haven't yet go download his music, listen to it, uh, the honey cowboy. And again, follow the podcast at caffeine and high hopes on Instagram and Facebook. And it is on all platforms now. So you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. All right. Thanks everyone.